Hey, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of From the Bucket. Uh, man, you're just going to get an intro into who uh, Coach Pomeroy and I are. I'm Coach Aaron. And just go through a little bit of the background of, um, of who we are and, and what we do. And just uh, bear with us. The first uh, podcast that we've done. So extremely clunky. And uh, you're going to hear there were multiple attempts at putting this first one out. And they all failed. So this is uh, the first successful one, uh, using the word successful loosely. But regardless, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, Find out a little bit more about uh, who we are. And uh, hopefully tune in in the future as we put more of these out and cover a lot of things just uh, from a coach's perspective as well as a parent. Both of us, as you're going to hear, um, are coaches and uh, and parents as well. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff, just uh, speaking from our perspective on a lot of things. That's why it's called From the Bucket. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. First episode, um, take three of from the bucket. So, I mean, we've, I think we've recorded like three episodes, but uh, we haven't put anything out there because we Don't lost, exist. we lost number one. Fake news. It's like halfway through. So, um, I think we should be well versed on, on the, the first uh, podcast on what we're going to talk about. We'll see. We'll wing it. So anyway, let's go ahead and start off. I mean, who, who are you? I am Derek Pomeroy. I don't know what else you want to hear. Do you want to hear well, some I mean, aliases you know, or why? Why would uh, why would people have any interest in listening to you? No, I don't know that they do. Um, well, we're trying to generate that, but you know, I was a, um, a somewhat successful college baseball player. Um, also, now a high school baseball coach at Shawnee Heights High School in Topeka, Kansas. This will be my. I guess it's Tecumseh, Kansas. Uh, I think this is year 18 coming up for me. Stop counting, huh? Well, since my first year was your last year of high school, uh, yeah, you old. probably want me to stop counting. I mean, I want you're you to getting keep up counting. there, too. Um, mm. But as far as um, baseball experience or hitting experience, you know, I was, a, like I said, a fairly successful player. Um, and I feel like as I get older, maybe I need to say this because it used to, there used to be a time where people were like, oh, yeah, that guy, I remember him. Nobody has any idea who I am or what I've done. So um, went to Barton County Community College in Great Bend, Kansas, uh, two-time uh, first-team all-conference guy there. Ended up following um, was my girlfriend at the time. Stayed at Fort Hayes State University in Hayes, America. Um, and also my assistant coach from Barton County had gotten the head job there and really uh, wanted me to go play in Hayes. And me having a girlfriend that was at Barton County and then going to Hayes was an easy out for me to stay in western Kansas. Um, at Fort Hayes, helped turn the program back around. Um, ended up going 34-12 and 12 my senior year. Do you still um, remember that record? Yeah, because we... The two years I was at Barton County, we absolutely just beat the living tar out of Hayes, and they were awful. So, and we were, you know, I think we finished 25 and 24 my first year, and then, like I said, went 34 and 12, and then for the next, 
uh, I want to say 17 years, I believe. Fort Hayes had a winning record in baseball, went to the national championship game in 2000, yada, yada, yada. I coached at Fort Hayes after I got done playing in 93. Um, for two years, I helped out um, with the hitters. Uh, while at Fort Hayes, uh, had a career batting average of 408, broke the national hitting streak record for Division II at the time, which was 34 games. Um, two-time conference player of the year. So it was a decent baseball player. I guess that's not the point of it, but just to give you some history of what I've done in the game of baseball. So, like I said, went on, coached at Fort Hayes. Uh, Ended up moving back to the Topeka area um, in the late 90s. Got on the Shawnee Heights uh, coaching staff in 02. The 0203 season, would that have been your senior year? That was it, yep. So 0203, been there ever since, and then I've coached a multitude of different summer teams with different summer programs. Um, coached a lot of guys that have gone on and played at all levels of college baseball and guys that have been drafted and whatnot. But So I feel like I have a good experience as far as working with kids from as you know little six, seven-year-olds up to guys that are uh, – Division one baseball players, professional baseball players. So I guess if they're inclined to listen to anything, I would say maybe that would be some of the reasons behind it. I, I mean, don't know. That sounds pretty good. And you know, this being the third, the third time that we've been doing this, and we go over obviously that every time. It now clicked with me that I should have gone first. <laughs> um, every time I think that, and for some reason, just forgot it. Forgot about that this time. Can't we just edit this and put yours That's true. Beginning? That's true. We can. We can reverse it. Yeah. And um, you are. Yeah, I am. Uh, this is another issue that we have yet to figure out. You know, Coach Aaron doesn't sound real good. Coach Palm sounds yeah, that's perfect for, it. for you. Uh, but anyway, uh, played played baseball growing up, you know, um, competitive. Um, man, it didn't start till middle school though. Like competitively, played baseball since I was in t-ball. But funny story, I did quit one year. There's one break, one break in the in the season. Or and you in told this. Don, I'm done. Uh, well, so it was machine pitch, and um, I was in the outfield or in you know in infield, but on defense, and got hit in the mouth. Not paying <clears throat> attention. I'd like or to think just I not was. very good. Well. Maybe not paying attention. Either way is not a good reflection. Right. Um, got hit in the mouth, and I called it quits. Like, that was it. I was done. Wasn't playing because that – it wasn't good. Um, luckily, luckily, I, I picked it back up um, after sitting out that following season. Or else, I mean, we may not know each other. I mean, can you imagine? Wouldn't that? Man, what a life, sad life I'd be. Life without – so anyway, I played baseball all growing up and um, did not go to college for it. I could have gone to like community college type of thing, but honestly, I knew I wasn't going anywhere with it um, and had a girlfriend at the time. She was going to be um, at KU, so I wasn't going to play at KU. Wasn't that good. And um, so, yeah, I just chose to, to hang it up at that point. And um, then, you know, two girls later, been coaching Emma's team since um, T-ball, and now she's in man second year at twelve U. Goes fast, real fast. Um, so been coaching coaching their team for however long that's been. 
and competitive team now coaching Zoe's team as well or helping coach Zoe's team and yeah man um it's uh, it's been a journey and then hooking back up with you just been different aspects of the game that um I've always loved baseball and sure. and I don't have any boys so softball was it and uh, I've definitely developed a different appreciation for for softball and how it's, it's played a and totally different game. I mean, obviously, I mean that's a, but yeah. just the the pace of the game, the the nuances of the way kids hit, the different strategies, the slapping, the all the stuff that comes inside of that game that you don't necessarily see in baseball. Yeah, I think that it's been the biggest part is defensively. You know, offensively. The majority is the same, but defensively, like you hit on a much quicker game. You know, being a middle infielder myself, it, a lot of the concerts are the same, but footwork, footwork has to be a lot quicker. You know, we don't have the, the luxury of, of taking our time like, um, you know, you tend to see. In, Working in around balls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, a lot of fielding and throwing, you know, and if you don't, then um, – so anyway – uh, that's all. That's all I've been doing. You know, it's coaching, and um, now what? Past maybe two years, really been focusing on hitting aspect. As uh, as our teams got better and better, <clears throat> I felt like I didn't want their um, their ceiling to be mine. You know, right? So I didn't want to hold them back because I knew we had a real talented group of girls. And I wanted to try to do everything I could for them and, um, and compete as, as much as they possibly could. And so that's what, um, you know, brought me into learning a lot more about hitting. And, uh, you know, obviously you have a ton to, to uh, show me in that respect. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to show you anything that's real um, spectacular, but I'll give you the fundamentals. I'll give you the... What I believe in makes a successful hitter. And I think you understand those concepts. You did that. You understood that before all of this. But, yeah, it's been nice to hook back up and um, kind of see, you know, the name of this podcast is from the bucket. So it's kind of a perspective from coaching because you're on the bucket a lot. You sit on that bucket, whether it's softball or baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, a Yeti bucket for, I, for well, me. Yeah, I mean, of course, first class me. Just Those a, things are indestructible. Just a, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I'm I need saying. a Yeti bucket. Seems a little much, but, you know, um, a little overkill for level of bucket, but definitely nice. But the perspective that we as coaches, parents, you know, getting to see all sides of um, – and for me, youth sports all the way through um, college sports, you know, two of my, my middle son is currently at Pitt State playing baseball. My older son graduated from Fort Hayes, played baseball there. And then I have a, a 12-year-old or a seventh grader now that is going through the same things that his brothers went through. And, you know, I would like to think over the years of coaching and being a part of their teams, um, that I've gained some perspective on kind of how everything is and dealing with parents and dealing with bad umpiring and kids playing, all the gamuts of, that come along with coaching um, from that bucket, so to speak. I think that's kind of why we're doing this, to give 
people some insight into maybe why we do it um, and why we love to do it and, and the things that we go through on a day-to-day basis helping these kids out. I agree, man. And, you know, um, for, well, actually, nobody knows other than us two. You know, when we recorded our first podcast, like, last winter, um, you know, Jeez. you came up with the name. Yeah. Pretty comp- Well, I mean, it, it's... Uh, Pretty good, pretty good name, and like you said, you know, from a from a coach's perspective. But man, I mean, we're both we're both dads, and you know, I'm dad of two girls. You've had three sons going through this game, and um, I think that that completely changes changes perspectives. You know, um, yeah. I know there's been some pretty humbling um, experiences I've gone through just um, being a dad in, in, in the same. Um, you know, on the same field and being the coach at the same time. I'm sure you've had those too. So, um, I know I've learned a lot from, from that. And honestly, it's not been from myself. It's been from, you know, people like you or, or other people that are in the same position that shed some light on, on some situations, whether it be, you know, trying to, trying to coach our kid or, um, I don't know that that's been big for me. You know, how, trying to do that the right way, trying to do it and not push them away, things like that. You know, I, I kind of mirror sure. my dad, you know, and uh, my dad had had me in tears a lot. <laughs> and right. it wasn't because he was a jerk by any means, but... You were just um, oversensitive. Yeah, I, I was definitely sensitive. I, I cry. Maybe that's why I cry a lot now. That's okay. Is it too early to admit that? Uh, or It's pretty early, but... well. It's out there. I feel like it's just me, transparency. You know? <laughs> That's good. It's always best. So, um, and you know, I caught myself doing the same thing, man. Um, a lot of stuff in, in the beginning was, you know, they were crying <laughs> and, and it wasn't a good thing. Nothing I was always, I was proud about, nothing like that. But, um, learning how to, how to be a better coach uh, to my kids has, um, has definitely been, been helpful. Um, but you mentioned, Trying to figure out why, you know, why why we do this. Trying to help um, everybody listening. Maybe, hopefully, a lot of people. But three or four. Yeah, I mean, family. Maybe you should have more if than it's that. It's free. If it's free, maybe. Well, it's free. I mean, we're not that good yet. Right. So, so, so why do you why do you do it, man? What's, I think the biggest what's the big deal. The biggest thing for me, um, it's real simple. It's just working with kids uh, and seeing, uh, being able to. You can change a kid's, um, his path. You can change what he's going to become um, by him. And it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a baseball player, but by building him up, giving them confidence, uh, teaching them uh, life skills through the game of baseball, and giving them the confidence in themselves to be able to handle any situation that comes to them now or later in life. But um, being a positive uh, role model for kids at a young level all the way up through college um, but I really like working with the young guys just because um, it's like working with clay man you can mold them and and put them in a position where you feel like um, they're going to be successful later on in life and then there's nothing better you know and it takes a while for you to see that um, as a coach you don't always Maybe you don't realize that when you first get into it, but as I've gotten older, 
Um, those are some of my favorite moments are seeing kids that I coached and coached from the time they were seven through high school. Um, some of them would still come see me as they were in college and coming in in the winter and hitting with me and seeing them become the young men they've become, uh, the husbands and the fathers they've become. Um, it gives me, that's my biggest reward is seeing those guys go out and be successful in life. And, um, that is the reason why I do this is to, to have that effect on kids. And, um, it energizes you too. It keeps you, um, excited about a game because there's always, you know, we talk, I talk to the guys all the time and you don't get that perspective until you're done with the game that you don't get to play forever, man. You only get to play for so long. And then whether it's the end of high school, sometimes the end of little league, high school, college, even if you're a hall of fame baseball player, somebody one day is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey man, you're not good enough anymore. You're done. And that's hard when you love something as much as that I love baseball. It's hard to deal with that. So you have to try to find another avenue to stay involved in the game and then stay involved um, in a positive way, which is in influencing the kids that you work with and hopefully infusing them with the same love and passion that I had for the game. Um, but while doing that, teaching them about how to deal with everyday stuff in life and how to be just a good kid. And um, it's not, you know, we have success stories, we have failures too, but, uh, you know, that's why I do it is just to be around the guys and help develop them and hopefully turn them into to prosperous young gentlemen that are good people in their community. For sure. Um, man, I think, <laughs> I think you hit it right on the head. You know, sports, regardless of, of what it is, um, of what sport it is, there's there's always, you know, lessons in in all of it. And I've always felt like, you know, if you don't you don't have anyone that points that out to you, it's a very rare occurrence that um, a kid's going to look back and that they're still going to be able to learn as much as they could have without someone kind of guiding them, you know, mm-hmm. and pointing it out. Uh, if they just go through and, and they compete and coaches, you know, teaching them the game, like that's all well and good. Uh, but, man, I want to be able to draw some attention to uh, maybe it's practice. You know, we're not we're not getting the effort that we want out of practice. You know, I don't I don't want to just talk to them about giving more effort in practice. I want to talk to them about, you know, hey, you guys may not want to be here right now. That's fine. But we have a job to do. And whether or not we feel like we want to be here we have to give still our best effort. Uh, I mean, little things like that, you know, to be sure. able to, to draw, it, draw it all together. And I know, you know, with, with my girls, that's something that we talk about all the time is trying to relate this game that they play, you know, a lot of and work really hard at and what, that, what they're handling on the field, that is just a small example of what it will be like in life, you know? Um, it's kind of like a safe zone, you know, like they get an opportunity to handle life situations in a, in a, on a small scale on a field, yeah. you know, protected that, um, man, they may not, may have some big consequences outside of that field with the same, um, you know, the same life issue or, or whatever, you know? Um, and I think it's really big to, especially the way that we play it. I know you're, you're playing at a high level, um, we play at the highest level that we can, so it's not it's not rec either, which 
that's all well and good. If that's sure. what you want to do, like, absolutely, that's fine. But I feel like there's even more that comes out of um, playing the way we do. You know, there's more pressure that's put on kids. And um, I know, I, I'm pretty sure you're the same way I am. I don't want to protect my kid from pressure, um, you know, from a tough situation, from losing, um, whatever. Like, I don't want to protect them from that. I want them to, to feel what that's like and, um, and face it. Because again, they're gonna they're gonna come a, come against something like that um, in life, regardless. So um, I love that, that's what I really get out of it. And I, I hate losing. I'm still a competitive person, so I love teaching them the game and um, and how to play, how to play it at a high level. And man, if you can learn some some life lessons on top of it, uh, even better. Absolutely. But yeah, same thing that you do with. Uh, with the boys that uh, I want to help impact as much as I can. Um, I haven't done it near as long as you, so I haven't been able to see any um, any kids that I've coached grow up or anything like that. It's something like I'm looking that was forward to. Kind of a well old shot. I mean, not really, because that's something I do really admire. Just, I mean, you're seeing, you know, seeing me. Yeah. Right, man. I get to see you almost every day. Reminded of that wonderful, and that and that's the thing that's crazy is when I think back is, you know. My, that was my first year. I was a terrible coach. I mean, not that like did anything bad or anything, but I just yeah. wasn't a very good coach. Like <laughs> I didn't know. I you know, in my mind, I thought oh, I'm going to play forever, and then when I'm done playing, I'm done. Like I'm not. I don't want to coach. Like I never even right. thought about that. But like I had talked about trying to find a way to stay involved in the game on almost a daily basis, and then. Um, you know, coaching is the, the, I guess, the easiest way into that. But then there's so much into, you know, like you said, it's not just coaching about how to hit a baseball or field a ground ball. It's everything um, that comes with life you have to learn to deal with, to handle people, kids, parents. Um, it's pretty pretty gruesome. It does, and I was, and I think back to you know your first year, which I can barely remember any of. I like you said you were you led the city in home runs. No, which, I did. That's news. That's news to me. So newspaper article <laughs> to prove it. It may have only been five, and but. we played on a you know a miniature field back then. But that's not the point. The point was I don't. I'm sure. Hopefully, I've evolved over time as a coach. Um, but you know just getting my feet wet back then and, and learning how to deal with everything that comes with the coaching and dealing with high school kids was eye-opening. And um, it's something that I'm extremely happy that I got into and stuck with because now, having gone through it all, and like I said, seeing those kids go through and come through and what they've turned out to be, that's, that's awesome. It's like, you know, I love um, my three boys. I there's nothing I, I've always told everybody, man. If I could just have a boy like every three years, like I'd be good. Like, cool. just keep them coming. Um, but that's not life, man. No. But by coaching kids, um, it's almost like you gain, you know, on Deacon Summer Team, twelve new boys. Like, right. You get to influence those kids and get to be a part of their life outside the game, and get to see them become who they're going to be. And there's nothing better. At, uh, to me in life than, than being involved with kids like that. And uh, so, anyway, I don't know why I'm off on this tangent, but uh, you made some old comment. And I just no, said, I you know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it, how you feel about it is is one thing. That's not what I was intending. Right. I look forward to, you know, hopefully, man, hopefully be doing this long enough and, you know, to have that. And honestly, unless it really, unless it extends past what I'm doing with uh, my girls, you know, I mean, there could be an end in sight. But who knows? I mean, I've right. never taken that um, out of the equation. I've always... In everything that I've done, it's it's just been where I know what I want to do. I want to do something that I love, and I want to help people. I mean, those two things have to go together. Uh, whatever that is, I don't know. You know, it's well, I been, think you know now. Well, yeah, you're doing that now. Yeah, I mean, it's been at first it was personal training. Well, it still is. I'm sorry, you know, personal training. That's been what I've been doing for many years, uh, or seven, going on eight years, and then you know, coaching is just kind of grown and grown and grown and now you know we have a facility that um that we get a ton of kids coming in and out of and you know we're running finally running some programs uh, to to help boys and girls with with hitting trying to expand out into um, different aspects of the game um which a mental part would be so weak sure so yeah, we can. We'll Let's write that, that down. Yeah, we'll we'll jot that down for sure. But yeah, I mean, out of the facility, you know, we have we have a chance to impact even more. You know, and I mean, I know you and I both. We have our twelve or eleven uh, girls or boys that are under our wing for a large part of the year for what we do. Um, and now we can extend it out even more. You know, into into you know these groups. We don't we don't have as much impact on them, but man, we're. I know, I know you're the same way that I am that, you know, when you have these kids that are coming and you're working with them, just seeing the progression, you know, that they go through, uh, with whatever it is you're working on is, is something in and of itself, you know, that, Absolutely. that, that, that provides enough, um, enough joy. And I mean, it's, there's nothing like seeing somebody because the kids that come to us in these kind of situations that are coming in and seeking out private lessons or group lessons are are kids that are wanting to get better like Mm -hmm. this isn't a day camp that their parents are shipping them off to to be babysat at it's they're coming to try to get better and there is a you know depending on how they come in and what level of skill they're at you know it can be pretty frustrating as an instructor or coach to be like man I just can't get through to this kid there's always those moments and but those are always overshadowed by this kid just figured it out and the light bulb goes on you're like that's it you just figured it out and then to see them in turn get that confidence and be like all right now what's next and be hungry to continue to get better is is the rewarding part of it for for us um so yeah definitely awesome to have be able to have an influence and and see kids grow like you said it's not the same as maybe having kids on your team but I know kids that come in and work with me um, I always try to get their schedule and see if there's a way I can come out and watch them because I do care about them I I care about you know is this stuff working for you You know what can we do let's this isn't just an hour session once a week I mean right you're coming in to get better and I want to help you do that and I want to see this what we're doing in here in action. So I always try to keep up with those kids and, and stay a part of what they're doing outside of the, of the facility. Right. Now, that's a good idea. Yeah. And you do that. 
Yeah, write that down. Yeah. Mental note. Well, we don't want to give too much away. So just kind of, uh, you know, going over the intro and and what this uh, podcast is going to be about, you know, just from our perspective. And we're going to cover a bunch of different things. I know some of the stuff we've already talked about is is around hitting. But, um, man, like you said, you know, like just life from our perspective doing what we do, you know, whether it's dealing with parents or dealing with umpires, like you said, I mean, or man, what, you know, this part of the year uh, brings in terms of, you know, teams falling apart or people leaving or, I mean, there's just a ton that um, sometimes I wonder why the heck I I do it, you know? Agreed. Um, And I'm quickly reminded of why I do it. But, yeah, you know, we all have those those points where we're like, holy crap, (laughs) this may not be worth it. But because um, I think you and I uh, were, it's a lot more, you know, obviously from everything that both of us have just explained, it's much more than just coaching kids in baseball or softball. Like we develop emotional connections to, to these kids and we care about them and, and their families. I mean, their, their parents doing what we do. We, like I said earlier, we do it a large part of the year. I mean, the majority of the year we're doing it. And we have interactions with these people. So, of course, we develop relationships with them. And um, sometimes they get treated how we get treated. I know you and I don't expect much. We don't need a pat on the back or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think we probably all have a, a normal expectation of common courtesy. Or and, respect. And respect, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, some things that shoot that we got to go through. It's... Um, it's kind of eye-opening, you know. Sometimes things you think were there, connections you thought were there, really aren't. <laughs> right. And uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be talking about just a, a bunch of different um, subjects. Shoot, it may be something that happened that morning, and we need to bust out a podcast because one of us are, are ready to go. So yeah, interested in seeing what comes of it and um, seeing what, uh, what sort of information we can give the people. Um, right. I'm sure they're sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for some of that. So, yeah, I mean, do. maybe we can provide some helpful information to them, or at least a bit of entertainment um, if they're going to take the time out to listen. But I think we can provide um, some insight into, you know, what it's like. You know, we both have travel ball teams, and there's similar, there's differences, there's... There's a lot that goes comes along with the travel ball experience, and um, that, yeah, from all <laughs> parts of life, as far as just dealing with the parents and the financial commitments, the all of that stuff. So yeah, we'll be able to, and I think people that would, are, are going to listen to this are going to be people that are maybe in the same situation, or or at least part of what we do, or in the same environment that we're in. So hopefully, sure. it can provide some help or insight to. To what goes on from the bucket. From the bucket. All right. Hey, I, it looks like everything's recording fine. So we may. We <laughs> Fingers may, crossed. We may have our. Uh, did I hear it? Yeah, you recorded. Oh my God. Okay. I'm Shut just making up. sure. I'm making sure. So. First episode, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if you guys have any topics or questions or whatever for, for us, then um, definitely 
let us know. And How we are can, they going to do that? Um, I mean, let's see. They can leave a comment on wherever they're listening this to this at. Okay, I don't know um, how that works. But. You can give out your personal cell phone number. They can Pass. text you. Pass right now. You don't care enough to... Well, right now, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. For the one listener yeah, right now. I, hopefully, I they already have my number. I think your wife already... Right. She, she called, called you earlier. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Till next time. See ya.